0: Friends, it's Davion. It's Bruce, and, and this, this is oh, that's, that's my, my gay, gay friend. friend. Episode twenty-eight. Hello,
1: husband. How are you today?
0: I am great. Hello, husband. How are you? I am blessed and
1: highly favored. Amen. Want to do it? And welcome, friends, to another wonderful episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend, sponsored by Pennzoil. <laughs> we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in this week with us and you know what time it is go ahead and gather that good libation together get that cocktail ready and we will tell you about our week and the things that we have been up to okay so tonight's
0: selection for our libation is what babe coquito say it again coquito hey say it again (laughs) which is essentially puerto rican eggnog yes Without the egg, but heavy on the nog. Heavy on the nog and
1: all of the things and I am ready to taste this, so let's raise these glasses, friends. Clink, 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 clink.
0: Alright. Clink. Oh my gosh. Oh! Oh my gosh.
1: Well, come on, Millie.
0: I know, I can literally breathe fire. I think it's more aggressive than it was <laughs> when I first tasted it. Oh, this, oh, okay. Okay, so I guess we can go straight into our weeks. I'll get mine <laughs> out of the way. Ooh. I happened to, this past weekend, go to one of my best friend's house. And um, she's half Puerto Rican. Uh, and her mom, who we adore. Absolutely love. Obsessed with. Um, made some coquito for. Coquito. Coquito. Um I don't think, I don't think our voices are supposed to go up when we say it. coquito. coquito. No, and no. <laughs> but she made some, and uh, she, uh, my bestie wanted me to try it. And I tried it while I was there, and I was like, oh, I'm fucked up. Like, I had a glass and a half, and I really? needed, I needed, but it wasn't of the batch that we currently have. Okay. Because this batch, she added more rum to it.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Yeah. She was so like. It was even more dangerous. Yes. She pulled it out of the back of her fridge, like fucking blew the frost off of it. <laughs> she poured it into her blender. She was like, wait, let me mix it up for you guys um, so it can be right when you get there. So she added more cinnamon sticks and more rum and re-blended it up in the blender, then poured it in the bottle. I was like, here you go. So, Now, I've always
1: heard people who I know from New York and all that and have the Puerto Rican family and friends, and mm-hmm. they talk about this cocktail. They talk about this drink. It's a very Christmassy drink, and people tend to say that they either are naked or they have
0: made children with this drink. No, I, it, I, I absolutely see <laughs> so. why, because it's made with multiple different types of rum. It's not just one. It's okay. multiple rums and cream and uh cinnamon and it doesn't have it doesn't contain egg like uh you know american eggnog yeah which i'm all here for but it is very delicious
1: it is tasty and you know rum doesn't get your boy drunk so i'm, I'm you know i'm up for the challenge well i'm always up for a good challenge
0: I'm i'm not but
1: <laughs> essentially your home so you're
0: but, but i'm home and after this i'm literally laying down but i was there she was helping me pick out my headshots. Okay. Final, finally, you know, got them back. Finalized them. Gonna, Which
1: look great, by the way. Thank
0: you. Gonna print those bitches out and start handing them out like flyers. Like, you get a headshot, <laughs> you get a headshot. You know somebody that need, that is in need of a light-skinned, thick boy Just that looks smart? Representation matters. I'll be your teacher. I'll be your student. I'll be your... <laughs> Abbott Keeney holler at me. I'll be a substitute. Right. Keith uh, the Bronson, you better look my way. Um, but other than that, this past weekend with one of our best friends, I went to go see uh, Ain't You Proud? Oh, right. The Temptations uh, Story, uh, the theater. The theater, honey. The theater. The theater, darling. That was fabulous. It was a, another downtown weekend for me. We have spent a lot of time downtown. Uh, it was great. The theater was actually the one that you and I went to when we saw uh, Swan Lake when it was the, okay.
1: Nice, just a beautiful
0: theater. When it was the gay yeah, the version yeah, yeah, the gay uh, version, I can't the
1: guy's production name of it, but yes,
0: it the theater is amazing, just as just as good, and the show was. Really great now. I'm not the biggest temptations fan. My dad was okay. God rest his soul So I'm very familiar with the music the hits um, The story I was not familiar with everybody was kind of a fucking mess So you learned some new information Learned some new information. That's so always was nice to be um, right to, to get it's uh, informational and educational and <laughs> and entertaining but yeah it was it was great i would totally go see it again just on the strength of the singing the singing was so great i actually thought they were performing to pre-recorded tracks until you could look at them really good and see that they had like the microphone on their forehead it's like like oh, atomic perry play yeah i was yeah. like oh shit this is like live singing live singing it was that impeccable because there's a lot of dancing and moving and it you don't hear any of their being you know tired or heavy breathing that's conditioning conditioning the theater so yeah that was my weekend I spent my week working it's very slow for me holiday week so yeah that was my shit in a nutshell what about you well as you were
1: here in LA I was down south of the border in Cabo San Lucas for my best friend's redo remix of her 40th birthday so oh lame yeah, <clears throat> excuse me.
0: <clears throat> the... Coquito. The, coquito
1: <laughs> the, the throat. You know, it's a little thick. You know, a, like a little thickness. Um, Yeah, so... I was in Cabo. Cabo was fun, interesting. It was my second time physically in Cabo. My first time actually seeing Cabo. The first time I was in Cabo was on the gate cruise, and we docked there, but okay. I didn't get off of the boat. Because one of my friends... Who I met on the boat had said that there were nothing but heterosexuals at the place they were going. I was like, well, that's no fun. I don't want What's to do that. that. Yeah, I don't want to do that on the gay crew. So I stayed on the ship. But this time I arrived. I felt like I should have had a camera crew with me because I have my own private car, have my own private SUV. So it was like, you know, I felt like one of how the housewives pull up and they are going to drink several cocktails and they have car the service. Yeah, car service. So that was fun and neat and uh got to the location it was interesting because this was the first time in a long time that there were multiple multiple people going but we all were coming in a different time so you would just see whoever you saw and I, as i was there for about an hour I, I ran into my best friend her cousin i'm sorry her niece and we just happened to like hey girl what's up and so we you know hung out till she got there and then we turned all the way up and it was a fun, fun weekend. Um, different variations of people, her family were there and also different people at the resort. We thought it was an adults only resort, but that was the one next door. Oops. So, right. So we had to kind of dodge kids here and there. <laughs> Honestly, they weren't that bad. I mean, you can hear them playing. So we just went to the <laughs> other pool where there were less of them there. Okay. Um, they even had small kiddie pools for them to, you know, play with and the parents to kind of do their thing, order a drink and watch their children, which is the best thing. Like, listen, that's how I tend to parent, want to parent because I saw two gay men and they had two of their little, little daughters. And I was like, oh, that's going to be us, mm-hmm. you know, here on the vacation with the kids. But um, it was a nice time. Uh, the resort, you know, it's the real. So if you've ever been to the Rio, we've been to the one in Aruba and it is exactly the same in Cabo, which I've heard other people after we mentioned different things and places I've been. And they said that this is what the Rio gives. So, you know, um, would I stay at another Rio again? Probably not. Or if I did, I would do the adult one. So what did only. you give? <laughs> you know, it, you just make the best of what gotcha, you. you know. Um what one thing that happened with me and it's just this time planning and when I go to different countries, like I typically like, okay, I make sure I have some cash on me and this and that. And talking to my best friend, we both were like, yo, we just kind of just woke the fuck up. It was like, oh, we gotta go to a trip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the preparation that we normally would do wasn't really there. And so... I had about like $40 in cash on it, which normally I like to have at least $100, $200, get singles and, you know, tipping out all the things that you need to do. Now, this was all inclusive, so they already tell you, and it's already printed on their website, and also when you receive your email, that tipping everything is already included. So you don't necessarily have to tip. It's just an American thing that we do, and Mm -hmm. then you just do it because, you know, you want better service or, you want more alcohol. But I was seeing some of this shady, grady, um, bartenders, like having problems with your boy now i saw they were giving other people cocktails no issue no problem multiple drinks but this you know I'm going ordering eight shots for eight people and different things and multiple drinks and there was this little comment said you know and i understand spain i understand some spanish I, was, I speak spanglish you know so it was something that was said i was trying to keep it cute because again best friend's birthday don't want to start no shit, mm-hmm. so I just kept it really cute and kept it on mute and I was proud of myself for doing that. That shows that 40 is really showing out for your boy because normally if I was in my 30s I would have said some shit and it would have been really rocking with the um, management or people there but it was not that type of situation you know just brush shirt and shit off and, and kept, it at that, kept it at bay but um, that was fun so one activity we did do there was a daytime pool party Okay, phone party, jungle, fucking amazing, had the best time ever, never really did a phone party, so that was the first phone party that we actually did, had an amazing time, so that was fun, all in all, Cabo is kind of like going to Arizona with the beach, kind of reminds me somewhat of Aruba a a little bit in some ways, but, you know, I did it, I would go back to Cabo to a different location. Now, we did go to this one, two restaurants. This one was called Funky Geisha. Beautiful, amazing. Like, you felt so fucking sexy being there. Like You felt like you were somebody there. The lights were sexy, the ambiance, very social media friendly. And then, that was at the lower level. But before you got to Funky Geisha, you had to pass by this restaurant called Taboo taboo maybe had the people sexy they had sexy dancers they had party goers just to help you get the party started who wore all white you had to be from a modeling agency to even get the gig to get to work there mm-hmm. and they were just sexy and it was just so much fun Then it was great at funky um geisha then we went to taboo had some cocktails met people had a ball party and fireworks it was just so much fun so it was a lot of fun she enjoyed herself we enjoyed ourselves Um, So, I would definitely do Cowboy again, but a different location. And just to see what that sexy nightlife gives. Okay. So, that was, yeah, that was the weekend for your boy. Um, Still on holiday. uh, Decided to just take the rest rest of the week off. Like, enjoy Christmas with the fam. And here we go. And that's it. That was our our weeks. That was our weeks. Yeah. So, we have came back together. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, we have traveled separately and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's healthy for relationships. And so we're going to talk about all of the things that have happened this week. And let's start with
0: Megan Thee Stallion and this trial. So, I mean, we talked about, we we touched on it last week. Um, there have been more, I wouldn't say revelations, but more information has came out since then. Oh, those be revelations that possibly Kelsey could have been shooting that Meg. But, I mean, I feel last week, <clears throat> we kind of knew that. They had talked about I, I believe it was last week when they got the results back on like the DNA on the gun. It's just, at this point, we'll never know exactly what happened. Never.
1: Well, ever. we found out exactly what happened by the neighbor, who, who they were in front of his house, and he was part of the defense, and I guess the defense was trying to Put some type of reasonable doubt in there saying that, you know, well, it was possibly Kelsey fired the first shot. And so he saw Kelsey, but baby, he flipped on the ass and he revealed, yes, I saw a female and I saw fire come from something she was holding. But then this short man, I definitely saw him definitely shoot a gun multiple times to the point he even mentioned Now, now we found out that apparently Meg and Kelsey were actually fighting. Mm. had a physical altercation outside the car so which what leads me to this question because apparently this was either not told Meg wasn't truthful people were saying she's a liar she cut some information out from her story Kelsey did as well but if you had a fight why not just say this is what led to like why not be truthful about what led to the fucking shit of you being shot like once you shoot me I'm not protecting no fucking body yeah like, I don't under, I'm trying to get that understanding of what hood mentality or street cold like you got shot. The man who witnessed said he thought they were trying to kill you and throw you into a river, you know, and put you back in the car. So like, where, where does this loyalty lie at? Like what has happened in someone's life that they want to protect someone who fucking shot them?
0: Are you talking in reference to Megan? Yeah. Because you have to uh, specifically to her. Yes. You have to realize this isn't Megan the Stallion v. Gargamel. It's the people of California versus Tory Lanes. So this Megan, of course, has to be involved because she is indeed the victim. Let's put that out there. She is a victim right. in this entire process. Absolutely. But this isn't her lawsuit.
1: No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm just saying, I guess when being interviewed and going to get information from the, from the DA and the prosecution ask you stories, ask you a question about the story and you just not being forthcoming with all the information.
0: Oh no. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I feel like it goes back to what you were saying, like this hood code mentality shit, especially with her being all of them uh, well, both of them, not the other, but she's nobody being figures in hip hop, where there's still such a stigma on being a rat or you know, cooperating with police and detectives and, and things of that nature. So I think that's why she just hasn't came completely clean. And plus, you have to look at it like this: there's a book deal possibly that can still coming down the pipeline. So. If you can save you know if you can keep some shit under your hat for a pay for a huge payday because I'm sure any publishing house will be giving her millions for this story right uh, you know instead of doing it for free when there'll still be reasonable doubt, I don't think that he's going to be charged I hope he, it's it's I it's still too much reasonable doubt because I hope there's still. There was- they were talking about it. It's still his word versus her word versus the neighbor's word versus the raggedy bitch word versus the bodyguard word who is missing. Well, he, well he's not missing. There's he so many testify. words that's not... You know, it, there's nothing legitimately, like, forensic-wise that's undebatable to kind of point fingers at one or the other. It. It's just... It
1: should just... Common sense have to, and I know there's no such thing as common sense because everything is in common to everyone. So I, I and I state that all the time. But in this, like two plus two equals four. Like two shots and two feet, multiple shots, gun. He has it. You did it. Like where is the issue and the problem? But I think today the. Defense, they both have closing arguments. Today. Yes, they rest it. They rest their case, and so it's in the hands of the jurors, and from one of the bloggers, one of the social media outlets, who has been doing a very good job, he has been explaining this case um, and giving very good detail. He says that, you know, the defense did a good job of possibly giving some chance of reasonable doubt. He said, you know, um, but... He said, you know, it, it, we just don't know. We just don't know. And and we really hope and pray. At least that's my hope and prayer. That this comes out the right way. It's supposed to come out. And that this victim, Megan, really gets some closure with this. And people need to be held accountable for the shit that they do. Um, Because it's just in these entertainers and this. I don't know if he has a short man complex or just godlike complex or whatever the situation is that you think you can do all these type of things and get off because you just have money. It's not okay. And I think that would send, I hope they send the right message to people to let them know because there's some more people who we will talk about later on this podcast who have yet again been arrested for some bullshit. So, not bullshit, but their bullshit that they do to other people. So, what do you have to say regarding the rest of the Megan situation.
0: I think regardless of the outcome, once the jury decides, it's still, it's still going to be a lose situation for Megan. One, if Tory Lanez is found guilty, his trolls, his fans, are going to double down even more on Megan and slut shame her and do everything that they've already been doing. If he gets off, that's going to embolden them to say you know this bitch was lying see even though if he is found not guilty that doesn't mean he didn't do it it just means that they couldn't prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he did it so there's a clear distinction there just want to put that out there well not OJ. <laughs> so, I'll take Johnny Cochran. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just talking about but, the, the, the trial. Well, yeah, yeah, there's a clear distinction between the two, uh, just to put that out there. But the fact that it has been acknowledged by everyone in that courtroom, including Tory Lanez, that Megan was indeed shot. Yes. Like, that is an undisputed fact of this case, a fact in life. So she is indeed the victim. She didn't shoot herself. Exactly. So it just has baffled me over the past, what, year and a half or two years that this has been going on that people are still coming down on her. For what? For not for what? saying. It's okay. Not saying. Tori didn't mean it. For not saying. For not like still fucking them or sticking by his side or you know, putting him on one of her records. Like what I I just, I don't, well, I understand it because as a society, we don't protect women, especially black women. Right. Like it's always going to be, it's always going to be her fault. It's always going to be, she's always going to be the scapegoat, even though she is the victim because at the end of the day, between Tori and what's that bitch name? Kelsey, Kelsey, between Tori and Kelsey, one of them did it, and one of them is lying. Right. That's a fact, too. That's an undisputed fact. Regardless of who shot first and which bullet connected, out of those two, one of them did it, and one of them is lying. Right. So, where is that smoke for them? Especially for him, because regardless of if his bullet was the bullet that connected with her foot, he's still shot. Her. her at her, yeah, like he's just shot at her. <laughs> you
1: know, it's it, it, we'll 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 talk on that, we'll touch that a little later, later on in the new segment that we have because it kind of addresses some of what you're talking about right now. Um, <clears throat> I'm wondering why people, so yeah, so we'll wait to see. Hopefully, this wraps up before Christmas. It'd be a great Christmas present if they have an answer. If they oh, find him guilty, that'll be a great Christmas be amazing.
0: So hopefully Christmas tomorrow prison. when they right, come right. back and they, by the end of the day tomorrow they at least have a verdict and it'll be the right verdict, which will be guilty. Yes, so hopefully we'll, we'll see that. Speaking of
1: someone else who has been found guilty on multiple charges before and has done multiple things to multiple people, Trey Songs has been arrested yet again for allegedly... Buttaling two people in a New York City bowling alley, now including one one of those being a woman. One being a woman, and it's not his first time at this rodeo of hitting or striking a woman. Um Traceon since 2012 has had a lot of legal run-ins at strip clubs. He struck a woman. Um, there was a I'm gonna say Instagram model or somebody in that realm. She. Accused him of being a rapist. She said she couldn't hold it in no more. She tweeted this in 2001. Talk about see you guys in 2022. Um, he also has hit and assaulted police officers at a, I believe it was a football game. I want to say like he is off the charts with his anger and these arrests. And yes, he make he may look a little cute in his. His um mugshot, but when does somebody step in and say, "You need fucking help, like you have assaulted women you are be- you are ma- you are a woman beater, you have hit several women it's been reported you have settled some cases um, and lawsuits regarding this you've also been alleged that you sexually assaulted multiple women, so like why? Why is he still a thing? Why are we still supporting him? Why is he still an artist? I don't know if he's making music or still but why is he still prevalent today? You have any thoughts about that?
0: I I mean people are always going to support who they want. People are still listening to R. Kelly and stepping in the name of love and shit. So
1: But at least with R. Kelly, he was found guilty and he is spending 30 years in jail. Like at least he was found guilty, and and he's paying for his crime. So, if you choose to listen to him now, I can do it without without having a guilty conscience because he is now he was he was probably given the appropriate discipline for the shit that
0: he did. So you're saying until Trey gets his comeuppance, we should or they should, because I'm not a fan. Uh, his fans should put him on pause No,
1: I think he needs to be on pause but I think he needs one to get some psychiatric help one to see what is causing this anger and especially two towards women that you allegedly supposed to like and like the fuck so why are you striking and hitting women I don't understand any man physically attacking a woman period like I don't give a shit if she hits you, I can say grabbing someone and, and protecting yourself, defending yourself in that aspect. But if you have multiple cases of you, it's reported you struck striking women and doing things and beating on women, that's a problem. And that's an issue that you need to solve for yourself and understand why it's happening to you. I agree and why you choose to want to engage in that type of behavior, you know. Um once. Not even okay, but again, if you're defending yourself with someone, I get the rule because I, I have to tell my younger female cousins this. Don't think you... There are some men out there who just don't have that same thought process and will hit your ass back. So, I... We always told all younger female cousins don't hit a dude thinking that he won't hit you back. Yeah, no one should hit anyone. No one should hit anyone, but there are some guys who, you know, you hey, it's fair game. You hit me, I'm gonna hit your ass back, you know. Um... That's just what it is, but I just, I don't think that's okay. I think his behavior is disgusting, and I, isn't he on probation? Like, what, like, how many times does someone, I understand having grace, but how many times does someone have to continuously do the same
0: things over and over again until they're held accountable for their shit? That is a very good question, and I think that unfortunately, when you mix in fame and Celebrity and money. It's just a different playing field until his acts get, you know, completely egregious and beyond the scope of Battery, I, unfortunately it may have to come to that doesn't come to murder. Well, not necessarily murder, <laughs> but If it's not an underage girl if it's not a White woman, let's just be honest it, and like you said, if it's not murder, it's probably not that big of a uh, of an issue. It's just really sad,
1: um, you know, the fact that he's still engaging in this type of behavior. And you are a public figure and you do have some, I think you do have some responsibility to, one, yes, you protect yourself. But also, listen, you chose to be in, in the limelight and you may have people who want to come up and talk to you or what have you. We don't know the circumstances of why the altercation happened. So I will give, I will give grace to that, you know, um, but I can't excuse the behavior, you know, so that's something else that just speaking on, on people, men, black men, and it's the black, it's the black man shit. Like granted, every man should not fucking hit a woman. I get, but it's like, you have these. They already have an idea of who we are. They or they think they have an idea of so, who we are in this stereotype. And then you get a little money, and you still do some nigga shit. Like what the fuck? Like well, where do you not have men around you to help counsel you to show you the, the the to be an appropriate man in society or to be a black man to be proud and and to. Have some dignity about yourself and conduct yourself in a manner that is appropriate like i'm I'm finding it hard to find this correlation to see where the loose ends have happened
0: and I think you sp- you spoke on it they don't have anyone to look to as a way to govern themselves, and when you come up you know without that guiding light, you kind of forge your own path and do what you feel is right and do what works for you. I mean what he's been doing nothing has happened thus far. So with that being said, it's been working for him. He is I'm sure a millionaire if not a, a thousandaire. Oh, so on, life is, you know, working for him. <laughs> so it's like why why change when you don't really have to and everyone that's around you that you know is within earshot probably work for him and is probably on his payroll and if he changes and does something different that affects their pockets and i mean they're not the ones getting punched in the face so they probably don't give a fuck to be completely honest which is a shame and unfortunate but that's just a society that we're in it is so well let's brighten this bitch up let's Let's... brighten it up with multiple (laughs) colors
1: yes let's as we talk about the colors the rainbow baby so let's go to rupaul's drag race season 15. so we talked to you guys last week about it premiering on mtv on january 6th Mm -hmm. but we also found out there was a press release that we have a new rotating judge now i'm very curious to know who has been send home who's been given the pink slip to say we don't your services are no longer needed or if they have the projects kind of going on to see could be but the new judge we have is t.s madison if you guys don't know who t.s madison is remember back in the day there was a thing called vine and she was the dick dick big dick bitch and t.s madison is a transgender woman now back in the day she was she preferred to call herself a transsexual And she has a big dick and big titties and big hips and all the things. And so, but on the Vine was before TikTok and all that. And it was just a 10, 15 second clip. And she opened the door, was swinging the dick and everything like that. So she has made herself from a street hooker to now become a LGBTQIA, up and coming icon, maybe legend. Maybe that's too, sick. maybe, um, apostrophe, like, I, like something. She's <laughs> no shoddy, but she's, she's up and coming. Um, and so, but in the trans world, she has done a lot. And so she has her own, she had her own show for a second on YouTube with, uh, Kaya. I mean, and she's that. guest
0: host and she's been a judge on she's Drag been a judge on there before. Time before. But yeah,
1: so she, she's doing some things. been in some movies. How do you feel about T.S. Madison joining the crew? Do you think she is qualified to judge the girls?
0: I think she's way more qualified than Carson, Cressley, and fucking the other one.
1: Ross Matthews.
0: Yeah, because T.S. Madison actually knows makeup, knows hair, wears both of those things, wears dresses. Like, I feel like T.S. Madison is overly qualified because all of this drag you know, ballroom, everything like is owed to black trans women, like a black trans woman fucking started gay pride. (laughs) Like, right. But like a black trans women are the catalyst for everything that you see right now in mainstream LGBTQIA stuff. Like the gays, we get our lingo from them at one point. Well, we were them. That,
1: that's necessarily true. Like we, the black gay, gay boys, had been doing shit way before the the, the the trans woman. I mean, I wouldn't say as far
0: that as legal. I, I wouldn't would, say that. I would. I wouldn't say that.
1: I definitely would. I, I mean, would
0: considering that, like on the forefront before any of before there were any spaces to have lingo said, i.e. pride events, i.e. gay spaces, i.e. everything like that, it's like a black trans woman was on the forefront of. Rallying against oppression to make all of these things happen as a byproduct. So I would say, I would say that we can completely disagree. Yeah, we, yeah, but, yeah, we, can, we can agree disagree on that one. But I think to answer your question, she's more, way more qualified than two white gay men.
1: Well, I mean, I, I, asked, I raised the question because I've followed T.S. from being her first spot on social media, and she definitely has changed her image to what it is now. And there's been a lot of stories about her and makeup artists, different things and, and management and, and all the things that come up. And so I'm happy that she has got it her bag. Now, again, Mama has definitely changed her entire self for this. But I just don't know because when she's been on this show before, I don't think her critiques have been helpful to the girls. And, and I just think also her style is just the way she just is certain things with her style. to me, it's off if she doesn't. She just doesn't... She doesn't give what it needs to be given all the time. And so I think that having a trans woman on the show, great. Because now drag is... We're not having a trans woman, trans man doing drag. And and it's so convoluted now that everyone can come and do it. And even straight people want to do it. And hey, all right. That's under the umbrella. Um, I have an issue with that. But I digress. I think that... I'm just... I'm surprised that it's TS Madison, I think, and I, because again, she's been on the show before and she's given, and I don't think her critiques have been that helpful. I think Carson, he knows fashion. Like he, I would I will follow Carson fashion suggestions before I follow TS's. So, but that's just my opinion, but let's see what she does. You know, I think this, I think it could be exciting. I hope it is. I hope it's exciting. I think I know Ru has a, a fondness for her, and he definitely has
0: helped her in a lot of ways. Um, so
1: we'll see what happens.
0: Let's stay tuned. January sixth, we will be finding out exactly what contributions he has will be bringing to the show. I cannot wait. Anything else on the topic? Well, we have another
1: um, RuPaul alum who had just announced today that she is now a transgendered woman so let's give some congratulations to eureka o'hara congratulations mama mama yo you have done it um i feel like a lot of the girls when i say girls i mean the drag race girls going on drag race is their stepping stone to becoming trans so there's a lot of girls who have transitioned after doing the show, mm-hmm. and after having some notoriety and getting some, you know, gay celebrity behind it, and maybe now living their truth or maybe doing drag. So so often and frequent that they want to start to transition. But that's a very common thread with a lot of the girls from the show. How do you see that?
0: Well, I think the common thread is with more notoriety there's more bookings with more bookings there's more money and you can actually start funding your transition the way that you want Mm -hmm. i think that's the commonality i don't think that it's a situation of they get on drag race and they realize oh my gosh i'm really a woman i think it's always been there i just think after drag race like we go to west hollywood all the time we're constantly seeing them perform or hosting or doing different gigs that are lucrative so it's like now you can afford the implants. Now you can afford the shots. Now you can afford the whatever it is that you couldn't before. So I think that's the the commonality that we're that we're seeing why there it, it is happening so frequently now. And of course now it's I don't want to say it's more um, welcomed or it's just it it's. It To a certain degree, it is much more, much less of a taboo thing than what it used to be prior to Drag Race. So I think that's why we've been seeing so many of the Rue girls, you know, after their season transition. Because they're out there, they're gigging, they're hustling, and they're saving up for them titties, and saving up for them shots, and more power to them.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely support anyone living in their truth. It's just been something that... Has been very noticeable with a lot of the girls, and you know, um, again, she's living her authentic self. I think she will now maybe be a more a happier person. I will hope one should be as once they come to their realization of their true identity. And so, we just want to say congratulations to Eureka O'Hara for congratulations, coming out as trans tonight.
0: Eureka. Being yourself is not always easy, so it's I commend. Not. Everyone that's strong enough to do it. Yes.
1: And speaking of someone who may not be as strong because she's been having some struggles recently. She came out and talked to a media outlet. And so she, I would say, is an icon. She's from the iconic movie Friday. And there's a tagline phrase that has been said, and we all have said it. And it has her name, her character name in it. And that line is by Felicia. Okay. So the actress who plays Felicia on Friday, we all know and love that movie Friday. We know who she is. Well, she has some things to say as she sat down and talked to people. And she actually kind of clears up who Felicia actually is. So let's take a listen. You never saw Felicia doing drugs. She wasn't a crackhead. She just lost. And everybody lost ain't a dope fiend. Everybody lost is not a dope fiend. They've been telling Felicia bye for 30 years. When y'all gonna say hi, Felicia? The f- y'all gonna say hi, Felicia? I got you. Ain't nobody been trashed for 30 f- years. Don't y'all wanna know Felicia's story? Don't y'all wanna know how she got here? Don't don't all of y'all know of Felicia? A bunch of Felicia's. So that was Angela Means, and she played the iconic role, Felicia, in the movie Friday. Now, she's saying that Felicia was never actually a crackhead. She said that Felicia was actually lost. And so for the last 30 years, people have been saying bye to Felicia. And why are we saying hi to Felicia now? This is no shade, but I'm just giving an observation of what Mama looks like. Mama looks like she's been having some troubles in life. She, she looks like she's had a hard 30 years, I'll say that. Now, what some substances? I'm just speculating off the way she looks. and Allegedly. herself, Allegedly. And, so, I'm wondering, is she talking from personal experience? Is she feels like have people been saying that to her cuz if if I saw her on the street I wouldn't know that was Felicia. Would you?
0: No, not at all.
1: Like she's not recognizable from the character before. She's gained a little weight. she's, she's still slim and still cute, but she had her hair down and makeup and if she didn't say I was Felicia, I wouldn't know who the hell you were. At all. So I'm curious to know in the circle she was with or people did she did she go about it and announced that she was Felicia. Like, hey, I'm Felicia. You know what I'm saying? And then they were like, "Oh, bye, Felicia," because she's like, "I've been a joke for 30 years." But I mean, your name is Angela. Like, you're not Felicia. You could just easily say like, mm-hmm. "That was a character." Mm-hmm. You know? What do you think about her um, tyrant about this topic?
0: I don't. I don't know. I don't know the context of of her statement because again like you said if I saw her in the street she could literally come in and have dinner with us and I wouldn't be like Felicia like that would be the furthest thing from my mind because she is a pretty woman like she she looks similar she looks the same that she did in the Friday movie she just looks you know a little bit older her hair is you know got a little gray in it right but she still very much so looks that way she's a pretty woman so I wouldn't I my mind wouldn't go to Felicia Unless she mentioned it or said it or hey, this is what I did. I, I don't. I just don't understand how she's been the joke for thirty years. I mean, that character has been the joke for thirty right. years, but yes. she is not the character. So,
1: well, I guess it's like you know, people like Carlton. Let's say, for example, so Alfonso Roberto, like he, but see been the
0: Carlton, thing is, but with that is Alfonso Roberto has been consistently a celebrity figure that's still out there working very today. True. Very true. So again, this is true. His face is very noticeable. Noticeable yes. now as like a 50-something year old man because he's been consistently in the limelight. I ain't seen her since I show you the video. <laughs> since you showed me the video. And before that it wasn't since I saw the movie Friday. Yeah. And that was her how she looked 30 years ago. So it's like, girl, what's the issue here? What are you like was it that you were trying to be a working actress, and when you went into auditions for the past thirty years, people have been like, "Bye, Felicia," or I don't know. I just, I mean, love and light to her. Hope she good luck with that. Yeah, well
1: <laughs> Listen, love and light definitely to her. It's just it's weird when she's she's talking about thirty years, and, and yeah, Night Friday came out in nineteen ninety five. That's when it it first came out, and so you know it's it's been 27 years not 30 but damn it's been 27 years since friday came out
0: it's still a long time so i don't know i don't know
1: you know either way um wishing well wishes to her i hope she finally someone says when you see her say hi to her okay just just know that when you see angela means on the street just say hi felicia don't say bye felicia okay (laughs) so that's that on that and we just we just watched part of episode number five for our Harry and Meghan documentary. Well,
0: we are we eventually are gonna finish this fucking six part documentary. I feel like we've been talking about this documentary longer than the amount of episodes. Well, no. that they is. only
1: at least like two per week, so it's like every Thursday they release it. So we've been actually caught up, so we're doing this in real time.
0: They released the first three, and then they released the last three. We're just taking our time with it. Well, I still like my version better, but okay. Um,
1: so we learned that they had a lot of threats, and Megan and Harry in this episode pretty much was like, "We out, deuces." How did you see their situation? Did you feel like they made the right decision based on how we see everything now? Like, do you feel or you feeling like that she just like stuck
0: it out? I mean, I still feel the same. I, I, It it, it made sense what they were doing. Whenever it gets to a point where you're questioning your own existence, uh, I mean, fuck everything else at that point. She was having suicidal thoughts, so they did what they needed to do to make her not have them. And what they needed to do was leave the monarchy, which, I mean, only seems right. It, it's pointless to have a title and you're dead. Yeah, I just
1: didn't know to the level and the severity and listening to her and the team and people who actually saw these messages to her, how traumatic and the only, the PTSD she may have behind all this and people wanting you dead and and possibly saying they will come and kill you. Like, that's just crazy. Um, people are just, are nuts, you know, when they, they feel so strongly about something, but to the point you want to kill someone, like that's a bit extreme. It's a bit extreme. It's aggressive. Yeah. But I can't wait to finish up this documentary. Maybe next week we'll be done.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ. I, I certainly hope so.
1: So, you know, we'll see what happens. And one last topic we have about finishing up things. The higher ups at DC Comics. Now, this is something that you're, this is your world. You're more into this than I am, but I do like the movies. But there has been a firing frenzy going on. Can you want to tell the people about that? Yeah,
0: so in the DC Extended Universe, which is uh, all of their movies, not every single DC movie that comes out, but the ones that, as of recent, that involved, like, the Justice League, Wonder Woman, Ben Affleck's Batman... The Flash, and Aquaman. They've all been fired. <laughs> and uh, including Superman. Um, they got Superman too? They got Super... Kryptonite caught up with his ass. <laughs> uh, they gave him the the walking papers. Henry Cavill. And this is because the, the DCEU has a new head by the name of James Gunn. He's coming in and gutting everything. He has a 10-year plan to essentially completely reboot, uh, the DC universe. So that means there will no longer be any more Gal Gadot Wonder Womans. So Wonder Woman 2 is the end of Wonder Woman, as you know it. That was trash. I know. So sad to go out on that note, but probably for the best, uh, Ben Affleck, he's been out as Batman for a while, so we don't have to worry about him coming back. Although he was actually my favorite i really love ben affleck's batman really? i love ben affleck's batman um just like for my personal opinion it's like he's like number 2 for me um but yeah aquaman his second movie is coming out it'll be his last <laughs> that was already filmed and in post production and it's set to come out in and 2000- 2023 Okay. So that's still coming, but that's going to be it. Then they wrapping his ass up. We still have The Flash coming out in 2023, but that's already complete and post production. So that will be the end of him. And uh, one of the movies that you just recently rewatched, Black Adam, we saw that in the theaters together. This was supposed to be the beginning of The Rock's uh, tenure in the DCEU. To which he had really big plans because he personally was heading up this uh black adam movie it took him like 10 years to get this made right. like it was a personal it was a personal project for him and he even was like the one that negotiated to have uh henry cavill uh, batman or, or not batman superman. superman come back like he was the specific reason like Superman had another job. He had a TV show on Netflix that he was working on, True Story. Okay. And once The Rock like, finessed the uh, studio to like, make him come back, he quit his job at Netflix, quit the show, put out a statement. They hired um, another actor to replace him because his show, The Watcher, uh, or The, the Witcher, has already been out for like three seasons. So, he was like, deuces, y'all. I'm turning this big bag over Yeah, here. let me go get this studio bag just for James Gunn to come in and say, hold up, girl. <laughs> hold it. All oh, this day of it all. Just man. to say, hold up, mama. <laughs> Not so fast. Not so fast, baby. <laughs> Um So, yes, everyone is essentially gone. And That's heartbreaking. They're going to reboot it completely, so everyone will have new origin stories, which I hate cuz I can't stomach another fucking 3 hour sitting down Superman like in Clark Kent and, like I can't with the glasses. Like we all know the fucking stories. I don't need to see it rehashed again. I'll probably physically bomb it if they do another <laughs> Batman movie again. It's like yeah. It it's it's a lot. That says a lot. So where do we know where
1: James Gunn came from, or Jim Gunn came from? Like, was has he been high ups before in different other publications or different franchises? Because for you to come in and just totally wreck shop on something that was already working and people had shit in plan and in play, that that's big balls. Like, for you to kind of just take an axe at everybody. And you have some heavy hitters and actors who are hitting these movies. Because when I read The Rock statement last night about Black Adam, that was prompting me to watch it again today. Because I'm like, well, it wasn't that bad. I felt like it was a good, decent movie. Mm-hmm. So, that's when I came to you. and was like, well, what the fuck is going on? Like, did The Rock get fired? You're like, maybe everybody got fired. So... You know, it, it's it's sad that DC. I know they want to be like Marvel. I know that's the ultimate goal to get to that level of it. But this pulling the rug from people, I don't think that's the way to go.
0: But I, I mean, I think it should have happened like years ago, like literally years ago, okay. because DC is a mess and none of the movies are cohesive with each other. James Gunn is actually a pretty good. Ick, uh, and he was actually plucked from Marvel because he directed all of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Oh, And he was uh, executive producer on Avengers Infinity War uh, and Avengers Endgame. So, mama's no, so, mama so knows a few things. Yeah, okay. Mama knows a thing or two. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. All right. So, DC specifically was like, hey, girl, what you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> what you doing over there with Marvel? Right. Probably. This. Yeah, probably uh, signed a big-ass check. Absolutely. The Brinks truck is still probably unloading yes. the coins uh, on Mr. Gunn's uh, front doorstep. Uh, I... Listen, everything is a fucking mess at DC. I'm a Marvel person myself, so I'm kind of excited for the news. I never... Wonder Woman 2 was a fucking nightmare. Uh, the only thing I'm sad about is Superman. I think he was kind of perfect as Superman.
1: He was. He was really a good... I, he was very believable. I felt very safe with him as Superman. Um, It's sad. This is a sad, sad day.
0: It's a sad, sad day for nerds and nerd adjacent people. Yeah.
1: And, but, you know, these actors have millions of dollars and they'll be okay. They'll lay their feet.
0: They're completely fine.
1: I mean, can you know, we'll see what happens. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So, you guys, it's time for my new favorite segment of Have You Ever Wondered Why? And this had you ever wonder why ties in basically to the top of uh, top of the hour we were talking about some rappers so have you ever wondered why people continue to support artists who have been reckless with their behavior and have a history of physical abuse towards women that's my question like what is it about us as a people that we just continuously either turn a blind eye to these things or, or We hear stories and, you know, we still either for our own guilty pleasures, want to support these artists, um, without help having them be held accountable and really just taking our dollars back and not really supporting them in that way. So have you ever wondered why that kind of happens with people and their behaviors?
0: Um, I don't wonder why, because I kind of know why I think I've said it several times on this podcast, but we as a society we just hate women. Just flat out, blank, period. That's it. I think that's it. We don't we don't respect women. If a woman is too successful, too vocal, too on the rise, we think of reasons to tear her down, and it's usually if all else fails, go towards her sexual promiscuity. Slut shame, you know, slut shaming is the number one tactic to kind of knock a woman down a peg. Because as a society, it's the men that should have the upper hand. It's the men that should be vocal. It's the men that should be seen. So when you have a woman that is too prideful, she has to be knocked down. So if a man is doing that, to a woman, it's much more forgivable than a man doing that to another man, like our story earlier. If Trey Songz was going around just beating a bunch of niggas' asses, a bunch. If he was beating a bunch of other rappers, right? It would be World War Three. If Tory Lane shot another male rapper right. in the feet, oh my gosh! It would be East Coast versus West Coast. <laughs> you know, it'd be fucking Biggie and Pac all over again. Right? It's so. I mean, I think that's the reason why these guys are allowed to get away with so much and like not even factoring in if it is a woman of color a black woman that's even more of a you know forgivable offense
1: yeah it's just like like mystical he came to my mind right now like i have a hard time listening i can't listen to shake it fast no more because you have sir you've done some home invasions you've raped women i mean so it's just different things that these artists are doing it's just like we have to help hold these people accountable when they do these type of things. even in in real life if there was someone in my real life who was doing some fuck shit i'm all your ass accountable for this i'm sorry i cannot support anything you do that harms someone else if you want to harm yourself do do yourself in whatever but you're harming other people and and you're doing things that just aren't appropriate by law I'll say by law not in my eyes I'm not and jury but by law like if you can't go abuse someone else and beating someone else's ass um that's just not right it's just not right so you know friends tell us your thoughts and your opinions about this go ahead and leave a comment on our IG page or email us at oh that's my gay friend at gmail.com and you know if you have your thoughts we'll read them on there Right now, I feel like we're going to take a break, pay these bills, and come back with the reality roundup.
0: BRB. All right, we're back with the reality roundup.
1: And you guys know what time it is. To talk about our favorite girls, our gals.
0: Real well, housewives, housewives of, of Potomac. Potomac. So, what's happening this week, babe?
1: Let's see. So, we start off with basically the shit show of a mess of why the fuck did y'all do it? Giselle and Robin's live show. Do you think it was a success
0: or was it a failure? You know, I think for them it was a success. It. I do too. No shade. Like like it do? kind of went by smoothly. The people that were there uh, seemed entertained. Now, of course, they... I'm, I. Can only imagine they would have preferred more bodies in the seats, considering it was about half full on the... F- but you know what? You crawl before you walk. You
1: have to crawl before you walk, baby. And all of the shade was there from Miss Karen Huger. Maybe was taking notes about what not to do for her show. And the first note was not to hire a drunk host who does not know your first and last name. That's
0: kind of a biggie. I would agree with her on that one.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so... um. But to reel this back a little bit before we before we crawl before we walk we did that um, we start off with this episode we see that Giselle has a guest this Karen Karen comes to the house and they Karen has a gift for her girls and they start talking and of course the gossip ensues where Giselle disclosed to Karen while they she wasn't at the beach party mm-hmm. that Mia kind of insinuated that her purse for her friend Jacqueline yeah. she kind of paid for. And so, Giselle, in her messy mind, tries to put two and two together and start asking questions like, well, I need clarity. Like, is are y'all fucking? Did she pay for this? Did she pay for this? Like, who has the deed to the car mm-hmm. for the Porsche? And so, that's the question that, you know, we have. And so, Karen takes this information and was like, I got it. Let me figure out what I'm going to do with this. Yeah. And so... Then we cut to, we have Wendy, and Mama is in a mess.
0: Mama and these these kidney stones. But she looks great because <laughs> she comes out of the hospital, bangles, beat, and a wig in place. Good wig
1: in place in that. Good hair beat. And she, you know, has to have emergency surgery because of said kidney stones. And it's really sad because um, she's been doing so much and her mom tells that she's been doing so many different things and that you just need to kind of slow down and, and something happened where I guess she woke up and, and told the husband like she has to she has to go and they went and had the emergency surgery and now she's on the mend for for said kidney stone. so we wish Wendy well although I think she's recovered quite good and she's been seen out with people right now oh yeah she's perfectly <laughs> So she's good. So, as this is going on, Karen shimmies over to Mia's house after leaving Giselle's house. Yeah, it literally was like the
0: same day. Hey, driver, take <laughs> me to this address. <laughs> like they may not even stop for gas. Yes, and normally
1: they they kind of get with a day or two before they you know share the tea the that tea someone said something about them. Too hot, but to no. Handle. Karen as drove straight to Mia's house. It was like so so bitch. Guess what? Um, Giselle insinuated that, you know, you could have paid for the Porsche mm-hmm. and all these type of things. So Mia's reaction is just a basic kind of um brush off, if you will. Would you say that? She kind of did that?
0: No, yeah. She was paying it complete dust. Right. Which I would say... For the most part, with Mia, unfortunately, it's either extreme. It's she either completely lets it roll off her back, or she uh, throws a drink and tries to hit people with her purse.
1: Right. So speaking of the drink, we finally find out the reason why she threw the drink. So it comes out as she's sitting with Karen that Peter Thompson's girlfriend had happened to been Mia and. G her husband Gordon uh, is it Gordon or Gerald Gordon, Gordon. his girlfriend or their girlfriend mm-hmm. or fuck buddy or what have you because used the so white Gordon likes to have other women in this relationship which is totally fine and Mia likes to watch and so that was one of their fuck toys and she just so happened to. Somehow be introduced to Peter Thompson. Now they're together. So Karen was like, oh, this makes sense now why she do the drink at me. Because, I mean, at Wendy, because Wendy was saying too much. So Wendy knew some shit.
0: Yeah, so it was so kind of was like a, cush her up. it was kind of like a, look over there. Yeah. But instead of look over there, it's like, look at this purse upside <laughs> your head.
1: Yeah, so it's like, so Karen was like, oh shit, Wendy was actually telling the truth. And mm-hmm. I cannot wait for the reunion for that to come out because I need Andy to hold that
0: bitch to the fire feet to the fire on that situation yeah i feel like she's skated by a lot even though this is only her second season even last season when she would blatantly just make shit up (laughs) like (laughs) Andy never really held her feet to the fire at the reunion it was kind of like oh messy mia just being messy it's like no this bitch is like she needs to be dragged yeah so
1: (laughs) you just have these wonderful transitions someone who got dragged about two seasons ago now she's shooting her wonderful twenty-five thousand dollar budget video miss candace bassett baby candace is shooting her video video for insecure with the beautiful and talented trina and trina looks absolutely amazing and gorgeous and so she is doing the damn thing i'm really proud of candace candace has came a long way from drive back that was sitting in the parking lot. That budget was about maybe, no shade, maybe i say $5,000 budget for that.
0: Yeah, honestly. For yeah. that
1: video. And this one now looks professional. This is the backing of, of the record label. I mean, so we have markers in place. We have all of the grips. So we have a lot in place for this. So I'm so happy for Candace. I think the video is doing amazingly well. It's charting up. It's doing a lot. So let's keep it going. Let's give her some streams for that song, Insecure. Do you think Candace's outfit was cute? Do you think you like the styling of everything with her and Trina? I know you don't care for the song. Not at all. But tell me your thoughts on how do you see Candace's newfound
0: fame as an artist? I mean, I am here for it. I just wish she had better material, honestly. Because she does have a decent voice that can carry a tune. You know, good little nyang nyang around the house. But I just wish that she had better material with this song included, especially if you're going to ink a collaboration from a very well-known artist. You kind of want to, you know, use that as a stepping stone or a catalyst to, like, acquire new ears and some crossover plays. Right. And I don't see that song doing it. But, you know, she looked cute. Her and Trina looked cute on the car, vroom, vroom. They did, they did.
1: So you know, I'm sending all wishes to Candice for her. I feel like her album re-release has done some numbers. Now I was being a little, a little messy earlier today, and I follow. I went to their IG pages to see who kind of has the more followers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I would say that the, so Candace out of Candace Ashley, <laughs> I won't say she because she's not actually on the show technically as a housewife. Um, and and Karen, who do you think writes one, two, and three out of those three?
0: Ooh, um, okay. It was Karen, Karen, Candace, and and Ashley. Ashley. I would say Ashley one, Karen two, and Candace three.
1: Almost right. Flipping around. Karen one, then Ashley, then Candace. I was surprised.
0: I was surprised too because Ashley does all the TikTok shit. I thought, I mean, but I'm not surprised because I honestly only follow Karen. Out of no, all the girls, I only follow Karen. Yeah. So I can see how Karen is number one.
1: Yeah. But I didn't do Giselle and Robin, which would probably be a fun game to do after the show report back for next week. But yeah, I, I was very curious. I was like, let me follow Candace. Let me give her some love. But yeah, Candace is, is the lower. Um, even Karen. Oh, I did go to the She's even at the Wendy. Candace is out
0: the window. I can see that. She's, uh, Candace is very polarizing. And a lot of people have an issue with, have her, an mouth. Issue with her mouth. Although her mouth. we as two gay men love it. I love her mouth. I, love, I, love it. <laughs> because, I am, Candace because my sister. Because that's can, my twin. Because Candace's mouth is basically a gay man. It's reckless. But, um, completely reckless. But yeah, she is polarizing. I can see that.
1: So, but yeah, so people have an issue with, with my girl Candace. But you know, People have I- also have an issue with uh, Robin and Juan and seeing when the fuck this wedding's going to happen. And apparently...
0: Which is never.
1: <laughs> which we come to find out that Robin talks to him about a prenup. And it's like, well, do we really need to have that conversation? Juan listens to her crazy. Like, why are we have this conversation? Like,
0: Because they, she's tried to have it before and he's just literally walked away from her. But I think that Juan is at the point where it's like okay i'll allow this in my life it's good for you it's good for the family but when it comes to the point of like fake storylines i think Juan's just has no he he has like he doesn't have a tolerance for it it's like if you're going to shoot us shoot us being us now us having this conversation would never ever happen Robin needs a storyline, and Juan just does refuses to play along. Even though he, I don't think he realized if Robin doesn't have a storyline, she won't have a show. Right. So he needs to start like fucking playing along a little bit. But you can tell he's so above like the minutia of pretending on reality TV.
1: Yeah, because he he looks at her like, "Bitch, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not. You know what to say? That's not us. We don't do that." She's like, "Well, you never know, like." There might be an infidelity situation. So, I guess she's based off... She's basing this off of past interactions when, I guess, you know, he had another chick um, when they had their first divorce. So, I understand her position or maybe why she wants to get one and to protect herself. So, I totally get it. But I feel like just get married and then do a post-nup. Like, that's always an option. Like, post-nups can happen. They're a real thing. Just... Get this wedding done. It's been seven damn years. Okay. we The people want to know. The people want to answer. The people want to know who's invited. If it's just you and the boys, that's fine. If you're not inviting them, are, can the cameras be there? Or are you going to have one of the sons kind of do a, a, a Robin TMZ type shit? Like, just let us know. Because at this point... Don't come back next year with the same storyline. I can't do it. I cannot do another year of Robin and this non-fake wedding happening, or not happening. So, I need them to get this together. If you don't get it together, get it apart. You know what I'm saying? But somehow, just
0: get this shit going. And What what I don't understand is her saying that she wants it to be a small situation. It's like, if you... One, let's be completely honest, they'll never have a special, a wedding special like a candy. Their wedding won't even no. Their wedding won't even be a season finale type level. Like it'll be a Candice, like maybe mid season. Like even though there is a whole lot of, you know, hoopla surrounding it, you have to look at the actual. Like the substance. Like it's Robin at the end of the day. So it's going to be, you know, just an okay, run of the mill type wedding. It won't be grandiose from like a production standpoint. It won't be a showstopper like a Eva's wedding. It won't be a coming to America thing like candy's or even Nini's. So it's like if you just let the show film it and invite some folks, maybe they'll pay for a few things. Just saying. You're always talking about budgets and shit. Like <laughs> I was going over, you know, checkbooks. Like, girl, just maybe you can get some sponsors to no, buy a wedding uh, dress. Not a
1: Star Jones pay less sponsorship. All right. Well, listen, you know, hopefully we'll see something by the end of this fucking season of them and the progression, but they were just on Watch What Happened Lies and I didn't see a written on her finger. So, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But we did see the most cutest little thing. So, Wendy comes back home after her surgery, and her mother is there taking care of her, but her little daughter, the little cute princess of the Mm -hmm. whole clan, was helping her mommy feed her. And she was trying to be the perfect little nurse for her mom as she's laying on the couch. Now, listen, Wendy just came from the hospital, but that beat is done. The lashes are on. That wig is wigging. And I just need just the makeup artists to take some of the shine away. But that's it. But mom is trying. But her little daughter is so cute trying to feed her. I no, yeah, that this was is a precious situation.
0: This is definitely a, a much-needed lighter moment in the episode.
1: Yes. So, and then you know, like I said, we get to this back to the show of the Giselle and Robin shit, and all other things ensue, and. Yeah. I do think the show was great for them. I do think that it showed them being fun and doing their podcast live and and all of the things. Um and the viewers who live in the, in the Potomac area was able to kind of see them and, and get, you know, a little a little spot. I do say these fucking outfits though, they had on though. What do you think about their? Uh, they were horrible.
0: It was a mess. But I mean, look <laughs> at who we're they're talking mall, about. They're mall chic. We're talking about Robin and Giselle. That was very indicative of oh, shit they normally, yeah, they what they normally do. Okay. So I'm not shocked. This is very much. This is they're in like, their wheelhouse. Like that's what it is.
1: Well, just like in their wheelhouse, what Giselle does after the show, so they have a sit down, and so she pulls Jacqueline to the side and wants to have a conversation with her about this damn Porsche. And if Mia brought the Porsche or G brought the Porsche. And afterwards we have Sharice is here. And then more people get brought into the conversation and Mia basically says, no, not me, I'm sorry. Jacqueline basically says like, listen, you know, I have a Porsche. It's in my name, but the Mia comes is like, well, yeah, like it's in her name, you know. And she reveals that G has no money. Now that was a little side shade to the husband that she threw, Mm-hmm. which you know. But um all in all, Giselle was being messy as fuck, trying to see if Mia and Jacqueline are fucking each other and if they had a threesome with G. That's basically what it gets down to. And they come to find out that I guess they were younger. You know, her and Jacqueline did,
0: you know, touch and tickle a little here and there when they were their young days. And she said that she was playing gynecologist. Yeah, with a flashlight, and down there looking with a flashlight. I mean, the entire the gist of this conversation is Giselle is self producing again is being sloppy at it. It Like nothing, it it was
1: easy to recognize that shit
0: about this conversation was pertinent or necessarily needed to the show, she just saw an opportunity to discuss something, of course, that had nothing to do with her, and she thought would be something people want to hear. I could give a fuck about Mia and Jacqueline playing patty cake in each other's pussies. This is not a storyline that I need fleshed out. I could care less about Jacqueline. I'm starting to care less about Mia. So, I mean, the fact about... And I don't need to picture G fucking nobody and nobody watching him so like this storyline is one that I absolutely do not need I agree
1: <laughs> I totally agree but I'm here to see how Mia re- how Jacqueline reacts because Mia calls her out was like girl we need to kind of in front of all the group was like we need to kind of decide what we're gonna share what we're not gonna share mm-hmm. and you would think that they would have had the conversation prior to knowing these bitches is people are messy i.e. Giselle mm. and Robin mm. to get some information so you would think hey don't talk about this this is okay to talk about they this shit. play dumb as fuck until I come around and not answer the shit
0: but you notice Mia was visibly taken back when uh, Giselle had mentioned or Sharice had mentioned that Jacqueline said to ask Mia about if she, she slept with G and Mia was like well what So I think they may have touched on it and Jacqueline went a little bit rogue because like uh, Cherie said, this is the first thing all season that she said that was notable. She was like, if I ain't fuck Robin, I'm going to say I didn't fuck Robin. I'm not going to say go ask Robin. So in that, you kind of admit without admitting something happened.
1: Well, I can see that, but I'll, I can also see her side of it. Like, well, I asked them like, because my thing is, don't ask me. Like, what the fuck you asking me for? Like, this is your friend. You need to get that information for your friend. Whatever your friend tells you, then that's the answer. Like, leave me the fuck out of it. So I can see your side of that, but I, I, can, also, I can also see Jacqueline's response, because I've probably done the same shit, too. Like, ask them. Like, don't ask me that shit. But I wouldn't say it from an annoying stance okay. than, than anything. So, But, yeah so um that is real housewives of potomac you guys i think that you know we have the new show back in the groove i hope you guys have caught up with that we there's some twists and turns that come with that but you know this is our holiday episode so we want to keep things very light shade and keep it on that we don't
0: want to keep you until christmas yeah we're, what we're saying. <laughs> We don't want you opening and presents you know and, what I'm still and still fucking hearing listening. us in the background. Yeah.
1: Right. So we'll come back next week to talk about that. Also talk about, hopefully we'll have The Circle. If you guys haven't checked out The Circle on Netflix. It's fucking amazing. It's the best social network experience ever. I want to say season five is coming up. There's seasons one through four. If you haven't checked it out, you have enough time before the next podcast to listen to it and check it out. Okay. So... That being said, we want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast this week. Um, you give us, you have given us an hour. We always are so thankful for that. You have twenty three. With yourself to be kind to yourself, to do something for yourself, just for you. But this week is extra special because it is the holidays. It is Happy Hanukkah for the people who celebrate Hanukkah. Shalom. Merry Christmas for the people who celebrate Jesus's birthday. Happy Kwanzaa for people who celebrate the motherland, Umoja, and Festivus for the rest of us, okay? So, everybody is all tuned in, and it's a happy holiday. So, happy holidays from your friends at Oh, That's My Gay Friend, and until next time, friends, bye. Bye, friends.
0: Today's episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend is brought to you by the letter A. A-listen. Did y'all really think we were going to teach y'all something? This podcast is just to have a kiki with my husband. Tune in next Friday for an all new episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. Follow us on Instagram at oh, that's my gay friend. Or email us your questions at oh, that's my gay friend at gmail.com. Until next week. Bye friends.